Thanks, John. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Tuesday, March 14th, 2023 meeting of the Milton Select Board. This is a Zoom meeting on July 16th, 2022. Governor Baker signed into law an act relative to extending certain state of emergency accommodations, which, among other things, extends the expiration of the provisions pertaining to the open meeting law to March 31, 2023. The act does not make any new changes to the open meeting law other than extending the expiration date of the temporary provisions regarding remote meetings. All those for this meeting will be by roll call. At this time, I'd like to introduce the members in attendance at this meeting. I'm Arthur Doyle, this year's chair. Mike Sue is vice chair. Richard Wells, secretary. Karen Bradley, member. Roxanne Musto, member. Nick. Nicholas Milano, town administrator. Lynn. Lyndon Apple, executive assistant to the select board. Kevin. Kevin Freitag from the office of town council. Thank you. Could everybody please join in the Pledge of Allegiance? <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. This time, we would like to turn to item. Number three, which is public comment, and uh, just remind everyone that we have up to 15 minutes set aside at select board meetings for public comment with anybody wishing to participate having up to three minutes uh, for their comments or presentation. I see one hand. Uh, Maggie Oldfield, could we promote Maggie? Maggie, welcome and good evening. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, so I'm Maggie Oldfield. I live at 397 Hillside Street, and I'm a town meeting member from Precinct 5. On Saturday, I attended the Conservation Commission and School Building Committee meeting regarding the lane swap proposal. Um, it was stated at that meeting that some of the land included in the swap is the 40 acres at Post Pond. Um, this led to some confusion and questions because since 1963, we, the residents of the town, have been under the assumption that this land was already in the care and custody of the Conservation Commission and was already protected. Um, but apparently it's not. Um, it was discovered in the past couple months that a clerical error occurred and the land was never classified as such. Um, I understand mistakes happen, but I also understand that mistakes can be fixed. So to fix this error, the Pope's Pond land will need approval by town meeting to change the deed from the town of Milton to the town of Milton Conservation Commission. Uh, it's a small change, but I think it's a very important change. Um, we need you to right a wrong. I urge you, our select board, to please fix this error as a standalone article at the fall town meeting. Uh, because the land swap issue is very technical and somewhat controversial, 
I do not want the residents to be concerned about the lack of transparency or misinformation around the proposed land swap. I think including the land at Post Pond as additional land for the swap is an incorrect overstatement. Um, this land should not be identified as new conservation land because it has always been conservation land to us. Um, additionally, I'm greatly disappointed that you guys are putting forth an article to take land out of conservation by the act of eminent domain. Eminent domain is viewed as a gross abuse of power. To suggest a taking by eminent domain imp implies to me, just the average resident, that you don't have the authority to acquire the land respectfully or legally, and this action is wrong. My understanding is that no other town has ever done this, and how are we supposed to feel good about this action? Um, if you pass this, I feel like Milton will kind of suffer a blow to our image, both in terms of how others see us, but really more importantly, how we see ourselves. If you support this type of practice now, will you support it in the future? Um, and I feel like if you support this type of practice, you will expose how failed the protections of conservation land have become in the town, and you will cast a dark cloud over the landscape of Milton. I urge you not to support a land taking by eminent domain. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, seeing no other hands at this time, we'll return to uh, the agenda where we would like to um, move items four and five. So at this time, we will have a discussion approval, capital improvement planning committee recommendation for the fiscal year 2024 capital budget. And uh, Mr. Wells, did you want to introduce this and maybe turn to Mr. Milano? Mr. Chamberlain, I'm going to just pass this ball right to Mr. Milano because it's all ready to go. It's all yours, Nick. Thank you both. Uh, good evening. Um, we touched on the capital budget a bit last week, uh, so I won't go um, too much into it again this week. I'm happy to take any questions if there are any, but as kind of we, as we discussed last week, um, we have over $123 million in requests over the, over the five years that covers fiscal 24 and fiscal 28. Um, you know, close to $20 million in proposed town and school facilities over six and a half million dollars in DPW infrastructure, six and a half in parks infrastructure, six million dollars in DPW yard building site improvements and upgrades, as well as $10 million overall to department equipment, technology and vehicles. Um, the fiscal 24 recommendation is um, to approve approximately $4.2 million to be borrowed and utilize $1.2 million in free cash. There are other funding sources, including CPA, that are being used for capital um, requests in fiscal 24. Some of the items, or I should say that, you know, by and large, our capital budget is, is put, being pushed to maintain and improve our existing facilities, um, equipment, and vehicles. There's um, very little that would be considered something new. It's more about maintaining what we have or replacing what we have. Um, there's a large number of new equipment that's being funded this year. Um, some highlights include um, 
information technology equipment, both um, for town hall through the town IT department, as well as through the school department for items such as Chromebooks, as well as other end user devices, um, new technology, new school technology that will install contacts on all the outside doors for security purposes, uh, a lot of new equipment that's replacing equipment that has reached the end of its useful life. A couple of the other larger items are a million dollars for roadway construction, which is our typical appropriation for um, roadway projects to maintain um, our roads and try to improve the quality of our roads around town. We have $100,000 as well for traffic calming projects to try to do some small projects around Milton that will help slow cars that are going through neighborhoods. Um, an $850,000 appropriation for a new engine to keep the fire department on its regular rotation in terms of replacing its um, frontline apparatus. The other thing I'd like to mention, as I mentioned last week, is the million dollars for a salt shed down at DPW. This is an item that we had planned for fiscal 25, but have moved forward just to try to get the ball rolling on that project because of the age of the existing salt shed. Um, it's, it's time to replace that, and that has passed its useful life. Um, so that's kind of a high-level overview of what the budget um, includes. Happy to take any questions uh, at this time. Thank you, Mr. Milano. And the reason for wanting to change uh, the order of these two items is that the capital improvement budget is a part of a whole. Does it make sense to go with a part before we tweak the whole? So has Mr. Milano invited uh, any questions uh, for him on this agenda item, please? Ms. Bustler, you're recognized. Thank you. I just have a quick question. I'm wondering if um, there were any um, grants that were available for any of these things. I know there was something recently about security, uh, some kind of security grant. So I don't know if you can, was that ever approved or anything more about that? Sure. You know, we're always seeking out grants if we can for um, especially capital projects. We find that it's, it's often um, a place where we can have some success. Um, there is a there is a grant program out there for school security projects. Um, one that has been mentioned as a possible um, would be the technology project that I mentioned to add contacts on all the doors so that there's an alert if a door is open and it's not supposed to be open. Um, there's a, you know there's typically other projects project grants, especially uh, in terms of public works projects, whether it's um, safer schools or um, mm -hmm. some traffic calming projects. So if opportunities arise, we go chase them. Um, it, everything that's on this list would, would be planned to be paid for with town funds unless grant money does come in um, to replace uh, the town funds. Thank you very much. Mr. Wells. I, thank you, Mr. Chair. I was just gonna follow up to what Mr. Wells said exactly there. So uh, Ms. Musto's question, Mrs. Musto's question, um, all the things that I can think of that are applied for in the grants, they don't even make it to the capitalists because they pursue those very often. And just one that we did, this board pursued a grant for $75,000 for all of the dredge permitting and testing to be done on the Ponce River. It came through the Marine Committee and that was a $75,000 grant that was funded this year through the Seaport Council. So there are a lot of those that go on, but they don't even make it to us because one of the things we do strive to do with the capital committee is whatever we get off the plate is um, we do so, I think we have 123 million in requests in the next four years on the capital list. So um, it's one thing to build all these buildings and maintain all these vehicles and, to, and own all these vehicles and all this equipment and all this technology, but it's another thing to maintain it and keep it in efficient running order. 
Thanks, Nick, for that. That that I hope that answered that question. Thank you, Mr. Walls. Any other comments or questions on this item, please? I see none. We do have a motion to be made. I'll make an I'll make a motion to approve the FY twenty four capital budget as recommended by the town administrator. Second. In the amount, dollar amount. Is that five million six hundred and forty-seven thousand two hundred and twenty-two dollars? Do I have that right? You do. Okay, thank you. It has been moved. Is there a second, please? I think Mike, I think Mike Zool is second. Yeah, second. Okay, I'm sorry I missed that. But I was looking at the dollar amount being added. Thank you. Moved and seconded. Any further discussion? Not seeing any roll call vote, please, Mr. Zulas. Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle? Yes. This time we'll go to item number four. Back to item number four. Discussion approval select board finance committee report, fiscal year 2024 budget recommendation. Mr. Zulas, may we call on you, please? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Just a very brief introduction, and then Mr. Mr. Milano can go through the details. The uh, Select Board Finance Committee has been meeting uh, for uh, the last few months on this, oftentimes with the uh, Finance Committee, the School Committee, school committee, since the schools uh, comprise uh, by, far the large, by far the largest budget in town. Uh, we've spent that time reviewing the uh, expenditures for the town uh, and reviewing revenues and changes in revenues. Um, the um, uh, town administrator has presented a level service budget, um, initial le level service budget, which included contractually required items. Um, and uh, we were able, the town administrator was able to balance that budget. Uh, there were some additional items that, um, that um, uh, the finance committee has recommended and the town administrator is recommending that go beyond the level service budget, budget and into what is the needs-based budget. The school committee voted a needs-based budget. The town departments uh, submitted uh, their needs to the town administrator. And so um, the school, I mean, the, um, uh, the uh, finance committee uh, reviewed with the town administrator uh, some of the, additional, the additional items that would go into a needs-based budget. Some of the items of additional revenue uh, that we had this year, we had an extraordinary amount of free cash in the amount of about $4.4 million. This is um, more than twice of what we usually have in free cash. So it was an extraordinary year in that regard. In addition, uh, we, uh, we had a 0% increase in health insurance, which was unanticipated and resulted in a savings of $750,000. And so, uh, the uh, finance committee working with the town administrator uh, is recommending the town administrator's budget recommends um, a needs-based budget I'm sorry a level service bu budget with the addition of approximately $969,564 of additional items um, that includes um, approximately $30,000 for the library $30,000 for the fire department $74,000 approximately for the police department, which includes two police officers, which would 
which uh, will help us with traffic traffic enforcement in town. Twenty five thousand for the IT department. Um, uh, Eighty thousand for DPW traffic engineer consulting services. Uh, Twenty thousand dollars for DPW other DPW projects. Seventy five thousand dollars for DPW vehicle maintenance. Uh, $5,000 for council on aging programming, $6,000 for the parks, $5,000 for the cemetery, and an additional amount for the schools in the amount of $625,000. That includes $500,000 um, of, um, $500, of items plus uh, the additional amount for health insurance for um, for uh, some positions. Um, now, just a couple of things to point out. Uh, this budget includes um, $500,000 for the stabilization fund. It includes $350,000 of a wage set aside. These are one-time items um, that are used from the free cash. It includes some other items from free cash, including a, a contribution to the OPEB trust fund. It includes $275,000 for the school building committee. Um, the total free cash used for one-time items is $1,586,663. Um, we also use the free cash for capital, which is an appropriate use in the amount of $1.2 million. Uh, we do recommend, and the town administrator is recommending, using $1.6 million of the free cash for recurring operations. Now. Uh, it is not a good idea to use too much free cash for recurring operations because they are one-time items. However, um, given the fact that our free cash over the last several years averages in the, in the neighborhood of $2 million, $1.6 million for recurring uh, operations is not outside the box, and it allows us to provide for the needs of the town for this year. Now. Um, uh, it is not sustainable for us to expect $4.4 million in free cash. Uh, so uh, the town, the residents of the town, will have to make a decision. Um, uh, we'll have to make a decision whether uh, the town wants to continue uh, some of the services that are represented in this budget. So this budget of the town administrators is recommended by the finance committee. It is also uh, supported by the school committee as well. Um, so with that, I probably went a little bit into too much detail, but Nick will, will fix anything I said that was was uh, was off target. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Zulis. Before Mr. Milano joins, I just wanted to ask if Ms. Bradley is <coughs> of the Select Board Finance Committee had anything that she would like to add. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I think that the team, um, I, I appreciate you allowing me to have a few comments. I think that the team, uh, both at Town Hall and um, with the school department, um, came together and really gave us a robust budget this year. One of the things that I had asked for multiple times was that I wanted to see what the actual budget was, uh, not a rollover, not a needs base, but what the actual budget was that our departments have been asking for for multiple years um, that had been denied. The team was able to, um, as I say in the meeting oftentimes, shake the money tree and find some acorns that fell out. And we were very lucky for that. This is a unicorn budget. This is a budget that will allow us to see how the town operates with more of the needs that have been put aside for the last five years. 
Um, and it will give the townspeople the opportunity to see if these are things that they would like to keep in our town, including things like traffic mitigation, um, the library, Council on Aging, um, as well as the schools. So it was a, it was a really um, comprehensive uh, undertaking that everyone went through. And I must say that it was um, extremely cordial and very respectful. And it was, um, there was an understanding that everybody needed to get something. And I'm very happy to say that we were able to get almost everything for all the departments. There's very little that is not being funded this year from what our departments townwide said that they needed. So I just wanted to thank the uh, math crunchers to, that were for their efforts on this. So thank you. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. Mr. Milano. Uh, thank you and uh, thank you both. I think um, you know a lot was covered. I'll I have a few slides here, so I'll run through these relatively quickly um, since we've touched on some of the items here. But I just to provide a little bit of um, detail to to what we've been talking about um, over the last few minutes. Um, and that's showing up now. So as Mr. Zulis and Ms. Bradley indicated. Um, this budget does maintain our current level of service, but it also invests in department needs um, that we heard from um, department heads from across all of our town departments. And as we just discussed in terms of the capital budget upgrades, it funds upgrades and improvements to vehicles, facilities, equipment, and infrastructure. Um, we've also made, uh, with the $500,000 transfer to general stabilization, a very healthy transfer into that stabilization fund to start building up those uh, stabilization funds and reserves. Um, as you well know, we we had drawn down money out of those funds, but paid uh, the fund back in the last few years. As we look forward with this um, large amount of free cash, a half a million dollar transfer to stabilization um, is helpful for maintaining that level of reserves. We've also, we're also investing heavily in, in our pension fund. Um, we are achieving full funding of that pension in the next couple of years. And, and there are um, increased payments to keep uh, on that track included in this budget. And as Mr. Zulis noted, there are there is an um, use of one-time funds to make this budget work. I think we've all acknowledged that from the beginning um, and understand that th those monies likely will not be there for fiscal 25. Um, so as Mr. Zulis indicated, we've had um, frequent meetings with the uh, Select Board Finance Committee as well as our counterparts on the school committee. Uh, at the beginning of this process, we developed a five-year financial forecast. That was one of the first tasks we undertook, um, engaged with all of our department heads um, on what their needs were to pull those together. Uh, we first worked towards funding that level service budget before we looked to what those needs might be and what we could pull together. Um, and I owe big thanks to Amy Dexter, obviously, as the town's finance director, who is, um, has a lot of familiarity and knowledge with the school department. Um, as well as um, Anne-Marie Fagan, who preceded me throughout the summer and tackled a lot of the nitty-gritty details while I was getting up to speed, getting to know people, um, and spending that, that my first few months um, working on that, less so focused on the particulars of the budget at that time. Overall, um, strong revenue projections for fiscal 24. Um, typical new growth forecast at about $850,000. Um, and a big increase in state aid. Um, again, this year, I just want to also just, as we all know, our proportion, mostly of our property taxes do come from the residential tax base. So where we can access those other funds, particular state aid, local receipts, 
um, other revenues for the town, it helps relieve a little bit of that pressure on the residential tax base. Um, so overall in fiscal 24, we have an increase of state aid of about $900,000. Um, a, a big portion of that is from chapter 70. Another big portion of that is from the state paying us more for our state owned land. Um, the state has been pushing more money into the state owned land budget account, which means that the town of Milton with all of our land that's tied up by the state is getting more money each year. Um, it's a couple hundred thousand dollars this year, it was $300,000 last year. So it's real money that's coming to Milton um, in the last few years. Um, just to kind of give a little bit of history on Chapter 70 education aid, which is the biggest component of the aid that comes to Milton from the state. Um, as you can tell, just from looking at the chart, uh, the state has been pushing more money behind education and that has filtered down to Milton in a big way. Um, unrestricted general government aid is one of the other local aid categories that stays pretty flat. So I just like to show this because it's not a place where we can expect substantial changes year over year. I mentioned state owned land. Um, and as you can tell, just from looking at this, just from fiscal 19 to now, it's more than it's close to doubled. Um, and it, it means close to over, you know, almost $1.6 million is coming to Milton for our, our state owned land. Uh, the other thing I like to point out is on our local receipts, um, mails tax revenues have been booming, which means that people are visiting Milton restaurants, which we like to brag about when we can. Last year uh, in fiscal 22, nearly $300,000 in revenue from Mills tax alone. This year, we're already close to, um, we've surpassed that halfway through this year already in terms of matching us from last year. So, um, you know, we appreciate everybody going out to visit our local restaurants and it's a good sign for our local economy that our Mills tax revenue is, is doing what it's doing. Mr. Zulis mentioned free cash, um, $4.4 million is certified by the Department of Revenue in free cash and just by looking at the last 10 or so years, you can tell this, this really is a bit of an outlier. Um, you know, roughly around $2 million a year, give or take, depending on the year, is, is probably more accurate as to where we typically would be. To have 4.4 um, does stand out. And the reasons for that are, are multifold, but we had $1.2 million in excess revenue um, over our fiscal 22 budget projections. Um, that means where we estimated local receipts, for example, our, our mails tax, for example, was um, was below what we brought in. That closes out to free cash to be used by the town. We had departmental turnbacks, which means departments didn't spend every dollar that was appropriated to them at the end of the year. That closes out to free cash and is available to be spent at a later date. That was $2 million. The two big components there were health insurance. We had a, a million dollars um, left in our health insurance budget at the end of fiscal 22. If you'll recall, in fiscal 23, our health insurance budget did go down, um, and that's because there was, um, it just was over budget in 22. Uh, $450,000 from the police department was turned back in fiscal 22. Um, as you all know, there's been turnover in the department um, as more senior officers retire, younger officers come in who are lower on the salary scale, and that just generates, um, that generates turnbacks. And then the other item that contributes to our kind of one-year unanticipated free cash um, calculation was $840,000 from the Department of Revenue that they held back last year. Um, they couldn't determine exactly where that funding was with, with the town. And then rather than uh, release it to the town, they held it and they released it this year. So that's truly one-time money that we can't expect will come up again next year. Uh, and this has been covered already in terms of where we are drop pushing that free cash a lot into um, the capital budget. A big transfer to general stabilization of $500,000, um, contribution to our OPEB trust to start paying down our li liability for retiree health insurance. 
uh, one-time expenses, um, school building committee, and then uh, money directly into the operating budget. So some of the bigger expenditures in fiscal 24 are, are listed here. Health insurance is, is a big component of our budget. Um, we had a 0% premium increase in fiscal 24. Um, we are self-insured. Our trust is at a healthy level. So for employees and for the town, that means um, nobody will have their premium go up. It's not something we can offer all the time. So we're, we're happy to be able to do that when we can. Um, debt service is just as we fund capital improvements, we can anticipate our debt service to grow up. And then Blue Hills Vocational has um, an increase in students from Milton, so we have an increase in assessment from there. Um, and then just in terms of our level service budget requests, every department's funded at a level service um, from the from that's where we tried to get to in the first place, which we were able to. We are funding the opera positions that were included last year. You know, those, there are a number of positions at the school department and the community health social worker that's in our health department um, is included in this year's budget. Um, and there's $970,000 in needs-based requests that Mr. Zulis mentioned. And we tried to identify um, issues that we've been hearing from, from department heads for a long time, uh, staffing at the library. So we're able to, to um, give them the opportunity to hire a part-time employee in the next fiscal year. Traffic enforcement. We're able to push money towards a traffic engineering consultant um, in lieu of hiring a traffic engineer, um, push money in our capital budget to traffic calming projects, um, and add staff at the police department to assist um, overall in their staffing um, efforts to focus on community services and traffic enforcement. Um, in information technology, it's, it's not uh, one that jumps off the top of the screen, but if we're going to make improvements into how we do our business in town hall and elsewhere, then we need to put money into our inf information technology budget to be able to buy new software, improve our software, upgrade our website, um, upgrade the modules that we have within town that work uh, for us. Um, and the last thing I just want to mention is there are a few departments that had small requests, whether it's the Council on Aging looking for $5,000 for programming, parks and cemeteries, small requests, which we were able to meet in this year's budget. Um, you know, there were needs-based requests that weren't funded, um, but that's always part of the conversation each year, and it will we'll pick it up again for fiscal 25 to identify what we can do to maintain our current level of service and continue to expand and improve upon the services that the town provides. So um, that's all I had to share. I didn't want to take up too much time, but wanted to wrap it all together for the board, and I'm happy to take any questions. Thank you for your very thorough presentation, and I want to compliment everybody in following uh, the budget process for FY24, uh, not an easy one uh, by any means. Everybody pulled together. Um, it was a, a town-wide effort, the town as a whole, uh, working together to make sure that we got to the point of where we are at the present time. And uh, that deserves um, the chair's recognition. So please pass it along uh, for those who may not be uh, available to hear um, my appreciation. At this time, I'd like to open the floor for any uh, comments or questions. Ms. Musto, you are recognized. Thank you, two quick things. One is, um, is there a way to separate this out? Um, because I'm, I'm gonna be abstaining from the DPW budget part of this. So I would like to see if that's possible. And the other thing is, could you please explain about the free cash in terms of how it's spent. I remember from my days on the Warren Committee, it was only to be used for one-time um, one thing, one-time expenses and not to be used for 
any kind of positions. So I'm just trying to understand that definition. So those would be my two questions. Thank you. Sure. I think, you know, I think in a typical year where we would look to push free cash is, is you know, transfers to stabilization to the capital budget to one-time expenses. Um, I think where, where we saw a free cash certifi certified amount um, on a scale of $4.4 million, um, it, it opened up additional opportunities that the town might not otherwise take advantage of um, to, to fund some, some additional needs and requests in this fiscal year, knowing full well that that money is, we can't count on it recurring back in fiscal 25. So it, it presents some conversation that we need to have about that fiscal 25 budget. But I think big picture, in a, in a regular year, um, we wouldn't immediately look to using free cash for um, recurring operations. I think this year is just, it's just a little, it's just a, it's just an outlier. And I think um, the opportunity to take advantage of it to, to fund some of those needs, uh, we didn't want to let go by um, and, and doing it full well that um, we're going to have to have that long conversation in fiscal 25 about, about what to do kind of long-term to solve that, that question of, that deficit that we face on a, on a typical year. I don't know if Mr. Zulis, you wanted to add anything to, to that answer. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. And there have been times over the years, uh, even when we haven't had uh, an excessive amount of free cash, when we have used some free cash uh, in order to tide us over for some needs of the town in order to provide the services that the, the citizens and the residents deserve. So. Um, so we have done it uh, over the years, and, and there is a justification um, given the fact that um, our average is roughly about $2 million. So we, we, we do take about $2 million every year. So, so, to, so to use 1.6, I think, puts us in the range and is certainly justifiable and justifiable with, the, um, with anyone who looks at this budget, including um, any, any Wall Street analysts that have viewed our budget practices over the years very favorably. And oh, to answer, oh, to, to, to answer the question, Roxanne, on, on the, um, I think we can um, do two motions. Um, I think we can do a motion um, to uh, approve the town administrators administrator's budget as presented except for the DPW portion and then to approve the town administrator's budget as presented with respect to the DPW. Those would be, that'd be my suggestion for those two motions. Thank you. Um, right where I was going. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Mr. Wells, maybe you were going to the response as well. You recognize you are on mute, Richard. Space bar is not working yet. Um, I was going to say the same thing Michael said. We could do two. We'll vote two more, two sums, one without the DPW and then a second one with the DPW. So, Nick, if you could break those out, I'm ready to vote. So, 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 so I'll make a motion if the if if the chair would like. Please. So I'll make a motion uh, to approve the town administrator's budget for fiscal year 2024 as presented, except with respect to the DPW line items. I would like to second that. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Nope, Ms. Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ms. Bradley. Thank you. Any further questions? Seeing none, roll call vote. Mr. Zolas. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. 
Ms. Busto? Yes. Ms. Dottorio, yes. Second motion, Mr. Silvis. I will move to approve the town administrator's budget for fiscal 2024 as presented with respect to the DPW line items in the budget. Thank you. Is there a second? I would like to second that. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. Roll call vote. Not seeing any questions. Mrs. Silvis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? I'll abstain. Mr. Doyle, yes. Thank you. And um, Mrs. Zulis, uh, so that our, our public understands the uh, total budget, uh, I just want to make sure that that's uh, recorded as part of our meeting tonight. I have uh, $131,578,332. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Let me. Just make sure that my figures are the correct figures. Uh, where are we? $131,578,332. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Which represents a 6.53% increase over the prior year. That's correct. Thank you. At this time, we'll move on item number six, which is the discussion, update, and approval of the annual town meeting warrant articles. And let me please take a moment beforehand to uh, go through the procedure that we'll follow on this. Uh, first, we'll need to open the warrant. And then we will uh, take uh, three uh, particular articles individually voting on them individually, after which we will then uh, close the warrant. And if I've gotten anything uh, wrong, please uh, uh, correct me on that. So uh, this time I would um, uh, entertain a motion to open the warrant. So moved. Is there a second? I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Moved and seconded. Seeing no comment. Mr. Zulis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Musto? Yes. Mr. Doyle? Yes. Uh, we have with us um, Sean O'Rourke, Chair of the School Building Committee. And at this time, I'd like to recognize Mr. O'Rourke. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, uh, once again, Sean O'Rourke from the School Building Committee uh, and also a town meeting member of Precinct 8. Um, I, I do have a presentation to provide context around the three articles if, if the board desires. Uh, I can walk through that. Uh, thank you, Mr. O'Rourke. I think that would be helpful at this time. I'm assuming it's um, abbreviated and focused since we've seen much of this in the past. Um, I, it, it, it's, I, I can move through it as quickly as I can, sir. Yep. Thank you. So it, 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 as the board's aware, our, our current uh, schools are, are over-enrolled. Uh, essentially what you're seeing here is, is the current enrollment. Uh, the yellow line represents the school capacity. Uh, we're, we're working essentially one grade level above the existing capacity.
capacities of the school at the elementary school level. Uh, as the board's aware, there, there are a number of uh, oncoming things coming, specifically the 40D projects. Um, the, what, our, what our committee has worked on for four years and has come up with is uh, the development of an upper middle school at a, the high school campus. Uh, and then by doing so, alleviating space at all levels throughout the educational system of the district. Uh, by doing so, by the, 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 uh, what we're proposing with our project, we would then pull all those uh, levels below the capacity level, essentially solving the overcrowding that we have. Um, very quickly, you know, the district right now is, is, you know, because we are overcrowded, we're using spaces that are not meant for classrooms, gymnasiums, cafeteria music stages, carts, hallways, uh, even libraries. So previously, the Collicott Cunningham Library, because of rooms that were done, the middle of it got, you know, very condensed and tight. Uh, recently, under that cold snap that came through uh, about a month ago, a pipe burst in the Cunningham School and essentially took out two classrooms. Those two classrooms displaced teachers that are now on the stage at the Cunningham School, uh, essentially behind a curtain. The other thing it's done is that condensed space that you see that you saw before is now a, a kindergarten classroom. So in the in the Collicott Cunningham Library. We have three classrooms in that location and a teacher's office. Couple the overcrowded facilities with the underfunding uh, that the students in, in, in the district experience. I'm not sure how we're gonna ever, ever achieve, achieve the educational excellence I hear so much about in this town. For site selection, as the board's aware, uh, we made concessions uh, throughout the entire last year to revise the project that we had approved previously. Uh, by doing so, we're utilizing less of the conservation land that's there. Uh, specifically, by doing so, we've realigned Gow Road. Uh, we provided a 50-foot conservation buffer along Home Inc. Uh, we've, we have a 300-foot conservation buffer from Blue Hills Parkway. And additionally, there's additional land behind the conservation uh, behind Home Inc. Overall, we're using about a third of the overall parcel uh, for conservation land. Um, the school building committee and the conservation committee, along with a number of residents, walked the site this past week, uh, partly to see, you know, what it looked like. What you see here was the previously approved um, concept design that we came up with. Currently, uh, our design looks like this. We, we've engaged uh, under contract the RA architecture to develop similar conceptual designs, and we'll be engaging the neighbors to get their inputs as we develop those. Specifically, uh, our neighbors at Home Inc. Uh, and, and I mentioned, you know, we had a 50-foot conservation buffer along with the 50-foot zoning buffer, essentially 100 feet away. As we walk the site with the Conservation Commission and, and members of the public, the land is all staked so people could actually see physically where those boundaries would be. In regards to the Article 97 land swap, um, we're proposing swapping in two parcels on Herrick Drive and one on School Street. Uh, the middle portion of uh, Randolph Ave. On the Randolph Ave site, there's been questions whether it is wet. Uh, I took pictures to show it's all upland. And then 
into Article 97, we've, we've actually revised this uh, as of today uh, to remove a parcel, and we're at 10 acres going into Article 97 land with a total of 7.26 coming out. In addition, uh, Pope's Pond uh, is not owned by the Conservation Commission. So as part of, outside of the Article 97 land swap, as part of what we're working on in these articles, uh, we'll be deeding the conservation land, or the land of Pope's Pond to the Conservation Commission. Overall, when you look at just conservation land, again, we're utilizing much less, 2.8 acres, and we're putting into conservation to over 56 acres. And then essentially a map of what those would look like. And that is all I have for you tonight, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Appreciate it. Um, at this time, I'd like to ask if there are any questions anyone has of Mr. O'Rourke. Uh, seeing none. So, Mr. Chair, I have one. Yes. So, there you go, thank, thank you. Thank you, Sean. So, explain me this 40 acres because I, 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 the comment was made earlier tonight. That's the first I heard of it. So, there's 40 acres around Hope's Pond that is not in conservation restriction now that, that and you're going to put yeah and you're going to put it into this project because you have to or is this doing this because it was it was i take it mm -hmm. please i'm, I'm only going i didn't know anything about this till tonight so um so did you just happen to find this how did this is that <laughs> how did this happen this, this, it, it, as, as, as you know, with our project, it has been a lot of work in the past year. Right, right. And during that work, we had found through deed research on Pope's Pond that it currently is not deeded or owned by the Conservation Commission. So as we found that, and also as we started developing an article for eminent domain, part of the consideration that could be paid as part of the eminent domain take would be deeding over the to Conservation Commission the entirety of Pope's Pond. Okay. Okay. Any, any further questions or comments? I think that's all I have for right now. I'm good. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Thank you Mr. O'Rourke. At this time, let us turn to Mr. Chair, Roxanne has her hand up. Sorry, thank you, Roxanne. Um, thank you. I'm just wondering, are we going to be going through that actual, the wording of the article and everything now? Yes. Uh, what I wanted to suggest that you're, and exactly where my frame of mind is to read, since there have been revisions, um, some of which are very recent, to read each of the articles uh, as they come before us tonight so that everybody has an understanding both within and without the uh, meeting. So the first one authorizes the select board to acquire land owned by the town of Milton. And I'll um, read this in its entirety. To see if the town will vote to authorize the select board to acquire for general municipal purposes, including without limitation school purposes, by purchase, taking by eminent domain or otherwise, all or a portion of parcels of land owned by the town of Milton and located off Gow Road in Blue Hill Parkway, which parcels are shown on the town of Milton assessors maps as map D 
blocks 6A and 6B, lot 65, and to see what consideration the town will vote for the purposes of this article, whether by appropriation, transfer of land or otherwise, and to act on anything relating thereto. Thank you, Mr. Milano, for putting that out. Uh, there are any questions or comments on this proposed article? Mr. Zulis. So, um, so thank you, Mr. Chair. Has, has this article been amended from what we approved previously? Do we not? Uh, maybe that's for Mr. Fry. Uh, yes, there is a, a revision, Mr. Zulis. Um, the, um, there's a section taken out, a small parenthesis that read, the Gala Road property, uh, close parenthesis. Mr. Wells. You are mute. Richard, you're muted. I got it, I got it, I'm off, I'm off. Between hands and mutes. <laughs> um, so this has been asked of me a lot and, and I know it's not something at least I've ever been involved in. And I know it came up, I believe it came up a lot. This is why I was away out of state. We had, why are we taking this family domain? That's my, like, how did this come about? Or why is that we're taking town land by eminent domain? Why are we, what happened now to change the path of where we've been for the last year? Okay. Kevin. Sorry, you missed that, but you're right. We'll go to Mr. Freytag. He has an explanation for this. Uh, good after, good evening, Mr. Chair, members of the select board, Kevin Freitag from the Office of Town Council. Uh, Mr. Wells, to respond to your question, I would um, sort of bring to your attention that within the past year, in August of last year, there was a, a legal letter written uh, by uh, attorneys, a firm that represented abutters to the property at Guile Road that suggested that the land at Guile Road was held in a public trust. So in addition to the Article 97 restrictions, which are state restrictions, con state constitutional restrictions on the use of this land, they also suggested that the land was held in a public trust. And so through office, through research conducted by my office, uh, we concluded that a way to address the claim that the land is held by a public trust is for the town to essentially take the land by eminent domain. So it's it's taking it from itself as trustees of that land. And in doing so, that sort of resets the use parameters, if you will, of the property. So this was this is an, an attempt to address an issue that has been raised um, in a precise matter so that you know that the town could try to move forward with this project. So follow up to that, if I may. Um, so we're going to ask town meeting to allow us to take this land by eminent domain. Correct? Yes. Okay. And as all of us know, and look, and I know how hard Sean has worked on this, this committee has worked. This is not an area that we, I mean, I, I've never been involved in anything where we've taken land by eminent domain. I think this is an uphill lift to get there. I think we're gonna to have to be able to explain this. I don't think you're gonna to get through town meeting without being asked a lot of questions about this. 
It's just not something that we've, I think you have to agree with. It's not something we've ever done. Um, as, as Nick knows, we talked a little bit last week about questions I've been asked, you know, on the prior thing that we're wor working on, Fontfine, you know, why do we take that by Hamilton? So, and I just, these are questions that are just being asked. I've never been involved in anything in eminent domain. I just think that from a strategic point of view, you're gonna have to be really fully prepared on this. I, I really do because for me, I I don't think I could answer because I don't know. I've never done anything like this in my nearly four decades with the town and many capacities. So I, I and I and Sean, I, I get how I don't, but I think it'd be absolutely full of foolish of not foolish of us not to be able to answer these questions because I think they're definitely gonna come. Unless everyone disagrees, but that's, I see that happening. Ms. Bradley, you are recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Was my understanding that these questions had been raised at a previous select board meeting um, that Mr. O'Rourke had attended and we went through this completely and totally. I'm sorry if you were not there, Mr. Wells, but I do believe that we've already um, gone over all of these, these items as to why it's eminent domain at this point. I'm not worried about the select board meeting. I'm referring specifically to Kevin and to Sean and to us. We are going to go to town meeting and ask the town meeting to support something that we've never done. And I know we know that question is going to be asked. So I, I use the term, I use the term terra firma a lot. You know what that means, Kevin. I think that you want to be able to answer everything as you can to get there. And I, I can see Mike Zuis chin in his hand so i know he's listening to what i'm saying here having been at, at many town meetings as i have as you know you have as well michael so, so mr. i'm just wells, asking it now mr wells's advisor is to be prepared yes. people have to understand this in its totality so this is an area we're, we're walking into something we've never ever done in a and not no we're not talking about taking corner lot at the corner of Maine and Adams are off. You know, we're not talking about take, we're talking about something that is truly significant here. As you know, Kevin, as you know, Sean, and, and Michael, you're on the, it's multifaceted to get you to where you are, you are now. And this is a new, I don't know if I want to call it a tool in the toolbox. It's definitely a new procedure and a strategy to accomplish your goal that I know if I have questions about it, we, anyone who's been to town meeting, any, and we know how town meeting goes, you know, we think we're going to be in town meeting, we're going to be out an hour and you're out five, you think you're out one night, you're out four. I'm just thinking we need to be very strategic in this. This is way bigger than just our board. Thank you, Mr. Wells. That's it. That's, I think uh, I'll, I'll shut up at this point. This is Alicia recognized and then Ms. Bradley. So thank you, Mr. Chair. And so, so uh, Richard, I, I think you're 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 right on all of that. Um, I, I, I was just confused. You said you'd never been involved in um, in one of these things before. I mean, the the town has taken property, and I think the last time, probably maybe the year before, you were on the select board, uh, took property. So the the town has taken property before. This is a unique circumstance uh, where, um, as Council has pointed out, 
a, a an issue has been raised, and in order to deal with the with the issue efficiently and 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 upfront, um, and have town meeting decide it, this is the path the town council has advised. So, uh, so uh, it's a it's a it 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 may be it may be um, it may be a unique um, action, but it's a unique circumstance and. Um, and um, we don't we don't try to build a school every day. That's that's for sure. So, so anyway, so I but 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 on 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 eminent domain. I mean, we we have done that before. We haven't done it for a few years. So just just to just to kind of fill that up. Ms. Bradley. Thank you so much, Mr. Chair. I just wanted to say that um, I was able to catch some of the Warrant Committee meeting last night and the discussion that they had for. I mean, I, I didn't catch it until at least 9.45 or 10 o'clock, um, and they kept going for another hour. So I can only imagine what I missed prior to that. <clears throat> but I, I will say that um, it is a unique situation, and it is one that is very complex and one that many in our town struggle with, with the word eminent domain. It's a very scary word. I understand that. Um, it's a word that means that they could come in and take your own home. And as property owners, land over land owners, that's a very, that's a very scary thing. Um, but there's also something else about eminent domain and, and that's for the good of the people, the good of the Commonwealth, the good of our town. And I think that, um, you know, if, if my neighbor's houses were all on fire and we had to pour water on my house and ruin my house to save the rest of the town, I would gladly do that. Um, I think at this point, this land, and, and I've, I've researched it as well. I've been on the Warrant Committee for the last five years. I've heard Sean's presentation so much so that I can recite it in my sleep at this point. Um, but I think that um, this land, we've fulfilled our duties as a town to the Lamb sisters and we fulfilled our duties um, to what the, the agreement was. And that, that ended quite some time ago. Right now, our town is in desperate need of a new school. There is no way to sugarcoat that. My son has lunch at 10.30 in the morning, um, which some of you may say is fine. That's great, he's a growing boy. I don't think that's fine. Um, we have a lot of things bursting at the seams at our school. And so for me, when I look at the words eminent domain, I remember what it was used for back in the days of yore, which was for the betterment of the community and the betterment of the citizens that live there. And so for me, this is something that I do hope the town meeting votes in favor of um, and I understand that the Warrant Committee had quite some issues with it last night and had to take multiple votes on it. Um, but we're at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads, and I think that there has been enough information that has been given out for many, many years now about this. There have been many studies. They've looked at all the options. I mean, if anybody would like to go talk to Sister... <laughs> I was just going to say Sister Marietta who is um, not really what her name is, but she's on The Sound of Music over at Fompon and have us get that school, that would be great. Um, we tried, we are trying everything that's, that is known 
to humans um, to make this happen. And so I just really implore the select board right now to think not only from our standpoint of representing all the town, but also as a fiscal agent, which is the fact that if, if this doesn't happen by eminent domain, there will be lawsuits and it will cost us a lot of money. And I don't know that that's anything that folks wanna undertake to push this back by years and to, um, and to cost us money to end up where we would end up now. Um, and I know that many people have differing opinions on this, um, but I think that this is our best option for our town. I'm not being nonchalant about the matter that the Lamb sisters had wanted this. They wanted it for 30 years or 40 years. I can't remember which one it is now. And we did that for that time allotment. We did that. I live next to a school. Nothing has happened to my home value. In fact, it increased because I live next to a school. There is no harm that will be done to Home Inc. There will be nothing done, um, you know, that is that is going to cost them their well-being and peace of mind. I can tell you right now. I can look at the middle school with a lot of screaming kids, and I rarely hear them. Rarely. This is not a detriment to our town, and so I really implore the select board to take this vote um, and take it seriously for the whole town. Thank you. Ms. Vesto, you are recognized. Um, thank you very much. I was I have a couple of comments, um, but the first one is I would like to ask Kevin Freitag, have we taken conservation land before in the town of Milton? Um, that was my first question. The second one is in reading the article at the beginning, um, it says to acquire for general municipal purposes, including without limitation school purposes. And I'm wondering, <coughs> excuse me, why we would not have just said to acquire for school purposes. And then after those are answered, I have a couple of comments. Thank you. Mr. Freitag, you're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, I am not aware of Milton having taken any conservation land by eminent domain. And as far as the um, the question I asked about the actual article itself with the first line in it, I don't know if you wanted to comment on that. That's really up to the board. It's your article. If you'd like to tailor it in some fashion that's narrower than how it's currently written, you're entitled to do so. Okay. Um, may I can may I ask if or have a comment here? Um, but what I'd like to say is that I think eminent domain is a tricky thing. I think it's a slippery slope. Um, this land is conservation land, and the full intent was for the land to be preserved as conservation. I always hear that this agreement expired and so forth, but uh, I watched part of the warrant committee meeting last night that I could catch. And there was somebody on there who had spoken with a lamb descendant who clearly had said that was the full intent is for it to be conservation land and not be built on. So I, I do have a problem with that. I think that it sets up a very bad precedent. There are people in this town that leave land for conservation purposes. And if we start with this property, when's, where's the end game? I think it's very dangerous slippery slope. I don't think it's a good um, thing for the town to get into this whole argument of doing eminent domain 
uh, because it, it makes it easier to do the Article 97. We should be doing what's right. Um, and I don't think that's right. I think that um, we should be taking the high road and doing the right thing. And by doing this and taking land by eminent domain, which is conservation land, it sets up a very scary precedent for other people that have donated land to this town. You know, when people donate land to the town and they want it in conservation, or if they if the town buys it and we keep it in conservation, it's for conservation and the expectation is that it stays that way. And once you start messing around with it, how good is our word as a select board or people that served before us and made these decisions? So I guess I would ask all of you to really consider that and think about how good our word is. Does it matter? Does it matter that somebody left something in conservation with those expectations? Why are we going after eminent domain if we really feel this is a good project? We should just do things the right way and take the high road. We weren't thinking this before, but now that we got a letter from an attorney, now we're thinking this is a better argument. At the end of the day, it's still taking conservation land. It's still, you know, setting a precedent. And I, I worry about the precedent that it's setting in this town. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Festo. Uh, Mr. Silas, you are recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Just to clarify a, a few points. Um, uh, and um, so um, I'm just trying to go back to the, the documents. Um, so, um, I'm not going to pretend that I know what people's intent was 45 years ago. I'm not going to pretend I know what that was. All we have are the documents. That's what shows us what people did, what they actually did 45 years ago. We have a deed, the only document signed by the sellers, the Lamb sisters, that has these conservation restrictions. There is nothing in there about a time frame. It could have said for 30 years. It could have said for 50 years. It could have said for 200 years. It could have said in perpetuity, but it didn't. And when it doesn't, the law says it's for 30 years. There could have also been a permanent, uh, a perpetual conservation restriction placed on the land, as was done at that, at that same time period by other, um, by other donors and grantors to the town. Could have been a permanent conservation restriction. They could have done that, but they didn't. Nowhere in any document does it say anything about perpetuity or forever. No one disagrees that the parties wanted to have this land in conservation because that's what the document says. The documents say, but no document anywhere says anything about perpetuity. And now just to address, and I, we don't need to go into all the detail, I guess, on this, but just to address whether the, the, the town is doing what it said it, it, it would do, okay? The town in the, in, the, in the agreement with the state, with the Secretary of Environmental Affairs, on November 5th, 1978, before the transfer of land happened, the Conservation Commission members of the town and the, the chair of the Board of Selectmen signed an agreement with the Commonwealth of Massachusetts called the Self-Help Agreement. And it laid out 
all of this, uh, this proposal for the purchase of this land. And what the town said, and this is what the town said, this is what the town agreed to. The town agreed to use this property for conservation purposes unless the town received the appropriate, uh, appropriate authorization from the general court, the legislature, the approval of the Secretary of Environmental Affairs and the authorizations required by the statute. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are doing what, what the town agreed to on November 5th, 1978. We are doing what the Board of Selectmen at the time and the Conserva Conservation Commission members at the time told us to do if the property were to be used other than conservation. The agreement doesn't say it'll it will always be in conservation land, it'll always be conservation land. It says it'll be conservation land unless the town decides to go through these steps. And that's what we're doing. So we're not breaking any agreement. We're not doing anything different than we said we would do. We're doing exactly what the town said it would do in 1978. So, so, I, so I, I, I think we do have a difference of opinion about, about whether we're doing the right thing or we're doing what we said we were doing. I look at the documents from 45 years ago and they tell us that we're doing exactly what we said we would do if we wanted to take the land out of conservation. So, and, and whether it's eminent domain, we don't have to do the, we don't have to have an eminent domain article. We don't have to do that, but we're doing it because we've been advised by town council that that's the most efficient and cost-effective way to do it. That's why we're, that's why we're doing it through eminent domain. We don't have to do it, but I, but I as, a, as a resident and taxpayer, if I'm advised by town's council that that's the most effective, legal and cost-effective way to do it, it seems to me that that's the way to do it. So thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Wallace, Mr. Wallace, and Mr. O'Rourke. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Can I unmute? Oh, let me put the hand up. It's a two-step process. Good but, job. These are my final comments on this. I agree with everything that everyone has said. I've, I know how hard Sean has worked, his committee's worked. I clearly understand the needs that Ms. Bradley has talked about. I understand the concerns Ms. Musto has talked about. We don't normally take conservation land. It, does it sit like really well? Like I don't have like an uneasy feeling about it. Say, yeah, snap my fingers. This is an easy decision to make. No, I'm not going to say that either. And 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 to Mike Zulis's point, on the letter of the law, he's absolutely right. He is right. But. Um, and to, and to the final point, as far as to the font bond thing, as you know, Mr. Chair, we've talked a lot about this the last weeks. You, Mr. Lama, I have not given up on that. Because you have to have a plan B always. Can't go straight ahead, keep running into a cement wall, smashing your head, and then, oh, what am I going to do next? So I personally have not given up on plan. We would have never got to St. Agatha's, would we, Michael, if we didn't stay with that and bought that, bought that piece of land. And the, the first reaction, the first meeting, we could have just walked away. So I'm, I, for many reasons, I'm not giving up on that. I've not said this publicly, but this is the first time I'm going to say it. But Mr. Chair, you and Nick know this is something I'm not giving up. Not all that, but look at the discussion that we're having just amongst us and 
This is exactly what I was trying to say tonight. And I'm, I'm, I am going to vote yes because I do think this is a decision, not, not just based on the need, but this is a, a decision the town meeting has to listen to, has to debate on, and then ultimately has to decide on. That's the form of government we have in this community, and that's what we have to use. So that's this is really the final thing I'm going to say about it until we vote, and uh, that's it. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. And I just note the point that Mr. Rolls made about um, the fact that what we're discussing is moving this to town meeting. Yes, O'Rourke. I didn't make a motion, but I, when we, we'll get to that when we get there. Thank and you, Ms. Musto. Yep. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. And, and Mr. Wills, your uh, reference of banging your head into a cement wall explains why mine's been hurting all day. So I appreciate it. Sean, uh, I get it. I, every time I see your face, you don't even have to say it. I understand it. We're getting there. Um, so uh, what, what I'd like to do uh, is at least put in context uh, the numbers for which this board approved last year compared to what they are today. So last year, in regards to Article 97, for conservation land, we were taking 6.8 acres and we were converting into Article 97, 8.87. So that's roughly a 1.29 um, uh, ratio. For conservation land ratio, we were taking, again, 6.83 acres and converting into conservation a little over 14 acres. That was what was approved last year. The amount of work that our, our committee did over this past year is reflected here. The amount of Article 97 land that we're converting this year is 7.26 acres, 0.8 of which is a road, which really shouldn't be considered, but we're including it. Uh, we're turning into Article 97, 10.87 acres, two more acres more than we had last year. Um, in regards to strictly conservation land, again, last year we were at 6.83 that we were taking. This year we were down to 2.8 acres. We're giving back into conservation over 56 acres. So again, the, that's a result of the work my committee has done for this past year. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Musto. Um, yes, I have a couple of comments and questions first. Um, I think Mr. O'Rourke just mentioned 50 something acres coming back. Is, is that, is that what, what were you referring to the Pope's Pond land? Correct. Okay, so that's not in this article. It, so it, it, and it, we should do a separate article for that, but it's not in this particular one that I have in front of me. That is part of the consideration that would be paid as part of the eminent domain. Okay, so Okay, so I have a couple of comments. Um, first of all, the article we have in front of us does not have that in there and neither do I think it should be. I think it should be its own distinct article. Um, however, I think again, I think, you know, we all have our own opinions on this, that's great. But this is a bad precedent, it's a bad policy for the town. I don't believe any other town in the Commonwealth has done this, taking conservation land. We're not talking about taking land by eminent domain, we're talking about taking conservation land. It's my understanding from watching some of the meetings on all of this that, um, well, for instance, Mr. Zulis, I know today I just wrote down that you said that we don't have to do it this way. You know, we don't have to do, we don't have to do an eminent domain article. We don't have to do it this way. I would suggest that we shouldn't do it that way. 
at the end of the day, if it goes a different direction, a judge will decide what is right and what is wrong. And as far as, you know, cost and so forth, I mean, there are other things that are going on in this town that we're spending a lot of money on um, that maybe we shouldn't be either. So I, I don't I don't want to see that used as an argument. The argument should be whether or not we should be taking land by eminent domain. I don't think it's the right thing to do because this is conservation land. It's a slippery slope. We have a lot of people in town that donate land uh, to this town or put it in conservation. So conservation commission will have all of this land and then maybe decide, okay, we want to use this land for some other municipal use. It's just, where does it end? Um, I think it's opening a Pandora's box that does not need to be opened to accomplish a school building project. And, um, I, and it's certainly, I think it's a wrong precedent for this town. I don't think this town should be known as a town that doesn't respect, respect uh, conservation land and we're willing to sacrifice it. I don't think that's fair. Thank you, Ms. Foster. Um, Mr. Zulis and then Ms. Bradley. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Well, where does it end? It ends right here. Because when you take conservation land out, you're gonna put something back in. And we don't have anything else to put back in. This is it. If you, we don't, we, there, there, there's nothing more to swap. There's no more land. So it ends right here, right? And it ends with this 2.8 acres. It's gonna be, that's gonna be, and, 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 and it, it, again, it's, it's, it's hard to, to, um, well, I guess you would just see it differently in that when you talk about sacrificing conservation land, you're talking about 2.8 acres of conservation land coming out and 56 going in. And even if you take out the, let's, let's just take out the post pods just for, for argument's sake, right? You're still putting in 16 for two, right? And, and so, so, you know, the, the argument of where does it end, again, there's no more conservation land to swap back in, so there'll be nothing to be able to be swapped back out. Um, and, and so um, uh, I, uh, I um, oh, I know what I was gonna say. On the article, um, on the article, um, uh, the, the article, the recommendation, uh, from my understanding, town council can, can fill us in on this. My understanding is the recommendation would include the consideration and the consideration would include the Pope's Pond thing because we want to fix that. We want to get that into conservation. It's not in conservation now. It should go back in. Um, and so, um, and then finally, I, I do have a question for uh, town council and that is, would it be acceptable to further amend the article to say that uh, that, uh, and I know it could be fixed in the recommendation, but but could we just say in the article uh, to see if the town would vote to authorize the select board to acquire for school purposes, rather than have this uh, include uh, for is is there any is there any uh, uh, any requirement that we have for general purposes, including out without limitation, or can we just say for school purposes? Because I think that's the intent of the certainly the intent of the school building committee and I think it's the intent of this board as well so that's my question Mr. Freite thank you Mr. Chair the, the answer is yes you could change the article to say for school purposes instead of for general municipal purposes 
So I chair, I'd make that as off. Uh, are we going to make that as a motion, Michael? If go ahead, you make that, I'll. You go ahead. So I, so I, I'm going to make a motion. I want to make a motion right now, Mr. Chair, that we. Mr. Chair, he hasn't been recognized. My hand is up. That's not the way this should work. Excuse me, just a moment. Um, I know what the intent is, but can we hold? We have. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll, I. I'm sorry, Miss Bradley. All right, and I think uh, uh, Roxanne, I saw your hand. Did you want to? So uh, I Eric, will go first, Thank and then Roxanne. I will wait. Thank you. Thanks, and Richard, I didn't, Mr. Wells, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted. No, to I'm fine. I apologize. I just wanted to make sure that there's no, <laughs> there's nothing that can come back to us, <laughs> is what I wanted to make sure. So um, I just wanted to say a couple things real quick. Is that I know that this. There's many that have been talking about, is this how we want our town to be known for? Is this how we want our town to be remembered for? That we took our own land in eminent domain. And I, I come back to the fact that there's some other issues here. There's the issue that Milton is 297 out of 351 cities and towns across the Commonwealth for per pupil spending. I come back to the fact, oh, out of 397, sorry, somebody just corrected me because obviously I'm living in real time. Um, that's not a, not a statistic I'm proud of at all. There are a lot of statistics in our town that I think we have to consider and consider on a wider level. It's not just about how we, us taking our own land in eminent domain because it's the easiest and honestly, the cheapest way for us to take our own land. <clears throat> but what are we saying as a town that we don't want to do something for our classrooms? Our classrooms are bursting at the seams. Some of the technology classrooms right now have 27 students in them per classroom. Is that okay? I don't know, I'm looking at the select board now and I can see only two of us that have children currently in the schools. That is not okay with me to have 27 kids in a classroom. How that teacher does that, God love them. But there is a huge issue with our schools. This is not going away. And while we may not like what we have to do, while we may have all these things, we have to keep the classroom sizes, where they should be. We have to get back our libraries. We have to get back our art rooms. We have to get back our band rooms. All of these things have to come back. And the only way that they can come back is if we build another school. There is no other way. Our teachers have nowhere to eat lunch right now. Do you know that? Do you, I mean, do people know that? There is nowhere for our teachers to go and have lunch because those rooms have been taken. I understand this is a hard thing, but I gotta tell you something, being 297 out of 397 is also a statistic I don't like, but I have to live with it every day. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, thank you, Ms. Bradley and um, Ms. Musto. Did you want to, okay. I started, you know, Why don't you go to Mr. Zulis first? Thank you. Um, Mr. Zulis, did you want to be recognized for something other than the motion that Mr. Wells wanted to make? Yes, I, I just remembered something that I was going to say that I had forgotten um, very quickly. And, and that is um, what, what the eminent, and this is something that, that, um, that Roxanne mentioned that triggered it for me. 
um, uh, as opposed to having something decide by a judge, what eminent domain allows us to do is to have the residents of Milton decide. It allows us to decide. We get to vote on it, not some judge, and not some and and where we have to spend a lot of money. So I, I'm in favor of having the residents of Milton decide this issue, without spending a lot of money, um, uh, to have some judge decide it. And that's what eminent domain allows us to do, according to town council. Thank you. Ms. Buster, back to you. Thank you. I just have a couple of comments. Um, I know a former speaker was talking about that we're number 297 out of 397. That that does not equate to this conversation about eminent domain. We're talking about taking eminent domain conservation land. That is what we're discussing. That's what's in this article. Um, again, I think it's a bad precedent for this town. I'm for the schools. I have, my kids have went through the schools. And so to think because some of us have had kids that are older, that we don't have um, concerns about what's going on in the schools is ludicrous. And I find it insulting. Um, I, you know, so I, I don't take that as an argument. What I'm looking at is, again, conservation land, taking it for, for eminent domain for this purpose. Maybe next time we'll be taking land using, I'm sorry, using conservation land by eminent domain for another purpose. I mean, that's what I think we're setting ourselves up to. It's a policy. And I don't think it's a good policy that we should be having. And that's you know how I feel about that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Wells, to you. So thank you, Michelle. I'm ready. So back to where we, Michael and I were 10 minutes ago. So I'm going to make a motion to change, amend the article um, to insert the words that we're taking for school school purposes only. Is that all right? Am I got that right? For school purposes only. So what and, we will be doing, Mr. Wells, to help you on this is removing uh, general municipal purposes. Absolutely. Including without limitations. Kevin Freitag, get the red pen out. Remove that. So, thank you. And the second thing, just just a, a final comment. Could we? And I think Michael said this. I think we could do this. I get. You know what, Roxton is talking about is, is one of the walls that John's running into head first. Might it be prudent this article go? Without the eminent domain, um, and if not, if we just if we keep this way, could we take it out at town meetings? Should we have to? Do we have that option? Just really for Kevin, so that we just so that we're just going it as a transfer instead of um, taking it by eminent eminent domain. This I do think it's a wall that we're. I do think it's a wall that ha we have to get over. There's enough questions out there about it. I mean, I I just. Could we take it out now, Kevin, or could we take it out at a later time? Thank you, Mr. Wells. Mr. Fish, you recognized. So if the question is at town meeting, could the vote of town meeting drop the portion of the article that says by eminent domain and simply say by purchase or otherwise? Uh, the answer is yes. That would be within the scope of the article to drop the eminent domain. Okay. Thank you. I do think potentially it could be a strategy we might have to take at some point. So you to get over that wall that I'm referring to that's shown. Yeah. All right, thank you. So back to the motion. I'm done. I'm all good. 
Sorry. So you have a motion to remove the phrase general municipal yes. purposes, yes. comma, including without limitations. That is my motion. Mr. Wells' motion. Second. Thank you, Mr. Zillis. It is moved and seconded. Any discussion on the motion before us? Seeing none, roll call vote. For Mr. Zillis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Masto? Uh, I just wanted to double check. This is just changing the wording, correct? Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Yes. So that has been accomplished. Um, do we have a motion to adopt the amended article? Mr. Zulis? I'll, I'll move to approve the amended article. Is there a second to Mr. Zulis? A second. A second. Well, I, a second. A second. For the discussion. Seeing none, roll call vote. I'm sorry, Mr. Zulis, your hand, did you? Yeah, I, I, was, just gonna, I, I was just going to say, uh, Richard mentioned ultimately if we have to take out eminent domain. I just want to point out, <laughs> again, we're doing this on the advice of town council, the wall. I know, I know, I know. On the advice of town council in order to let the people of Milton decide and save money. So, All right, it's been anyway. moved and seconded, so we're on the motion. That's what's on the table at the present time for a roll call vote. Mr. Zulis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Browdy? Yes. Ms. Masto? No. Mr. Doyle? Yes. At this time, we will move uh, to article uh, item, uh, or it is a warrant article, uh, 6A2. And this is to authorize the transfer. Again, there has been wording change. I know it's rather lengthy, but I do feel a responsibility to read it in its entirety. Ms. Bradley, you're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, you know what, no, nothing, nothing. I, I, I would draw my hand. Okay, thank you. Uh, this article is to see if the town will vote one, to transfer the care, custody, management, and control of the select board for general municipal purposes, including without limitation school purposes, approximately 2.1 acres of land located between Blue Hills Parkway and Guile Road, as shown on a plan, a copy of which is on file at the Office of the Director of Planning and Community Development, which are presently under the care, custody, and control of the Milton Conservation Commission, and two, to transfer to the care, custody, management, and control of the select board for general municipal purposes, including without limitation school purposes, approximately 4.4 acres of land located between two Blue Hills Parkway and Guile Road, as shown on a plan, a copy of which is on file at the Office of the Director of Planning and Community Development, which are presently maintained by the Parks and Recreation Department for recreation purposes, and Three, to authorize the select board to petition the general court to enact special legislation in accordance with chapter 274 of the acts of 2022, otherwise known as the Public Lands Preservation Act, to authorize the town of Milton to use said land for general municipal purposes, including without limitation, school purposes, 
and without any restrictions imposed on such use by Article 97 of the amendments to the Massachusetts Constitution, parenthesis, quote, Article 97, close quote, in parenthesis, and for the transfer to the care, custody, management, and control of the Conservation Commission and to be subject to the provisions of Article 97, approximately six acres of land located on Randolph Avenue and approximately three acres of land located on Herrick Drive and approximately one acre of land located on School Street and approximately five acres of land located at the corner of Highland Street and Canton Avenue and possibly other land to be determined prior to town meeting, which are all held by the town for general municipal purposes is shown, shown on plans, copies of which are on file at the Office of the Director of Planning and Community Development, and five, to authorize the Select Board to obtain all necessary governmental approvals necessary to accomplish the purpose of this article and to act on anything relating thereto. And again, Mr. Milano, thank you for having that on the screen for everyone. Mr. Freytag, do you recognize, sir? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Mr. Chair, I just wanted to direct your attention to the fourth paragraph, um, in the middle of the paragraph when it says, where it says, and approximately five acres of land located at the corner of Highland Street and Canton Avenue. That section should be removed from the article. Uh, upon further review of deeds associated with that property, it appears that that property was acquired by the town for open space purposes. Therefore, it would be considered, in my opinion, already under the protections of Article 97, and therefore not appropriate to use as land to mitigate the removal of land from Article 97. So I would suggest that an amendment be made to the article to remove that text. Uh, thank you, Mr. Freytag. Any questions on the advice of town council? Seeing none, um, would there be a motion uh, to amend this proposed article to remove the highlighted uh, and on the screen uh, stricken uh, wording? It reads as follows, and approximately five acres of land located at the corner of Highland Street and Canton Avenue. Mr. Wells, you recognized, and then Mr. Zulas. You're muted, Mr. Wells. Sorry, Mr. Chair. I'm trying to unmute. Yeah, so I want to go up back up to uh, school purposes. Do I want in article paragraph two, Kevin, after the word selectwood, do we want to again here remove the four words for general municipal purposes and just have it read care, custody, management, control, the select board, and without limitation for our school purposes, maybe, I don't know, I'm not sure how you'd want to put it, but do I want to take, similar to the prior article, do we want to take that out as well? I, I, I'm, I'll be gone by whatever you think, either way, I'm fine. Mr. Freytag? Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, Mr. Wells, I would suggest that in paragraph one and in paragraph two, 
there's language that is similar to I mean, the language yeah. that you struck from the eminent domain article. So yeah. to make them consistent, you could strike the same language from paragraph one and paragraph two, uh, that language being for general municipal purposes, including without limitation school purposes, and replace it with for school purposes only. Mr. Chair, would it be all right if I made that motion right now? Um, Mr. Uh, Wells, it certainly would. Would you be including in your motion striking? Um, okay, I got it right here. Uh, paragraph one and paragraph two, striking the words general municipal purposes, including without limitation, and inserting the word before school for school purposes. Correct. In paragraph one and paragraph two, and would you include in your motion what's been recommended in paragraph four? Yes. Okay. Is there a second to Mr. Wells' motion? Mr. Zulus, you're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I'll second the motion, and then I have a question, if I may. Certainly. Motion is seconded. You're Thank recognized. You. Thank you. Um, uh, and, and, and the first part of my question uh, was answered by, by Richard, so thank you, and parts one and two, removing that language. Uh, my, que my other question is for um, uh, town council, and that is, are there any other amendments? Has this been changed in any other way uh, to what was approved previously by this board? Because we did approve this, but did, has it been changed in any other way other than the, these amendments? Uh, Mr. Zulis, I just responded, it, it has, but not in a substantive way. I reorganized the article so that I, hopefully it would be more clearly understood where you now have the first paragraph describing land that's coming out of conservation, the second paragraph describing land that's coming out of parks, the third paragraph describing the request for special legislation, the fourth paragraph regarding the mitigation of the removal of the Article 97 land, and then the fifth paragraph including language which is typical in our uh, request for special legislation. So I, there's no substantive change, it was just reorganized to be more clear. Thank you, Mr. Freytag. It has been moved and seconded and the table is open for discussion. Um, Ms. Musto, you had your hand up first and then Mr. Wells. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm good. My hand's down, Mr. Chair. I'm taking my hand down. I didn't know what's up. Um, thank you. Uh, I just noticed in paragraph three, looks like you have the same thing with the general municipal. You have the same line in that one. The do you see it there? Yes, I see yeah. it. Um, that's one thing. And so the so we're taking out the five acres, so you're having six, three, nine acres, I mean, 10 acres, right? In number four, right, total? Your, your question, Ms. Basto, is, with respect to paragraph, so we're just taking we're just taking away that five acres right there from from Corner of Highland and Canton. So it's that's the land that we're yes we're, okay that's in Mr. Wells' motion. <laughs> I'm with you now in the uh, fourth paragraph item number four. So um, are you uh, suggesting? Um, Maybe a friendly amendment for the removal of general municipal purposes, including without limitation, in paragraph itemized as number three. 
Um, I think for consistency, yes. You're asking me that, Mr. Chair, I'm fine with that. Okay, thank you. So we have it all in front of us on the screen as um, amended. Any further discussion? Ms. Musto, you're recognized. Oh, I was gonna take that down, but um, so we're, are we gonna just vote on this and then open it up to discussion? We're having our discussion now uh, and discussion would, would lead to a vote. We have a motion on the floor, it's been seconded. Okay. It is, as it appears on the screen, it is open for discussion at this time. Sure, may, may I ask a couple of questions then? Certainly. Okay, um, so I wanted to know, um, I know there was some mention of a revert clause and I didn't see that in here. I was wondering if someone could speak to that. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Uh, Mr. Freitag, could we turn to you for that, please? Thank you, Mr. Chair. The clause that I think you're referring to, Ms. Musto, is something that appeared in the recommendation the last time this, uh, this article was before town meeting. Um, and it certainly could appear in the recommendation for uh, for this article as well, um, or it could appear in the article itself. You could put it in either place. Uh, I just would point out that last time it was the recommendation. Um, and just for uh, just to sort of explain that piece a bit further, uh, I think the what the reverter clause would basically say is that if you know you set a timeline, that's how it was written last time. If something doesn't happen within a certain period of time, then the select board will. Um, will put the property that is being brought out of conservation and out of parks back into conservation and back into parks. So it wouldn't involve the state legislature. Obviously a, a big part of this article is asking the state legislature to pull art, to pull land out of article 97, only they can do that. But the select board can certainly put land uh, into, uh, and with town meeting approval, put it into use as article, uh, as conservation or parks. So. I, just to be clear on that, the, the reverter piece would just be a, an ask or, or a, a task to be performed by the select board. And that could be in either the article or the recommendation. So just a follow up question or comment. I'm just sort of wondering why that wouldn't have been in the article itself. It just seems silly that it wasn't in there because it's, you know, it seems like it was omitted when it had been discussed in the past. Just a comment. Mr. Slow, is your hand is recognized? Thank you, Mr. Chair. So it wasn't omitted. Uh, it was it was in the recommendation last time, and I think and town council can can uh, can follow up. But I think the reasoning back uh, last spring, when it was in the recommendation, not in the article, in the recommendation, um, was that um, that there was a desire on town council's part to keep the article clean. Um, and only refer it for the purposes of the state legislature because that's what's going on with the state legislature. And the recommendation is just what the select board would do, separate from the from the from the um, from um, separate from uh, the state legislature. So, so I, you know, I, I don't think the I don't think the the school building committee, and I I can certainly speak for myself. I don't care whether it goes. I think it should be there. We recommended it last year. 
We recommend it now. I think it should be there. I don't care whether it's in the article or the recommendation. Just whatever, I would follow the advice of town council. Whatever town council thinks is the best place to put it. That's, that's what we did. We followed town council's advice last year. I would follow town council's advice and put it in there. That's the intent. That's what the school building committee wants to do. I think that's what this board wants to do. That's what everyone wants to do. So I, I would just follow town council's on a, a advice on how to do it. Mr. Feite, can we call upon you for advice in response to uh, what we have just heard from Mr. Sulis, please? Yes, thank you, Mr. Chair. I, I wish I could tell you I, I remember my exact reasoning last year for why it was in the recommendation as, as opposed to the article. But I, I don't see any reason if the select board is in, in favor of including that as part of this, that it be stated in the article. Obviously, the, the select board is in charge of the article. They're not in charge of, you know, it's not, they're not in charge of writing a recommendation that goes in the, the warrant that would obviously follow the warrant committee. So if the if the select board feels so inclined to to make sure that that's part of this um, part of this article and in discussion at town meeting, then it could certainly include it in the article tonight. Let's ask the question: If um, that is the will of the select board, and if so, is there a motion to do so? and what the wording would be and where it would be located. Mr. Zulis. So I think, I think, I think we should put it in there uh, if, there's, if there's no legal reason not to. Um, and as to where to put it, again, I would defer to town council, um, but it seems to me that um, under number one, um, well, you could either do a general uh, provision in, in, in the end and say provided, however, in the event that, and we have to pull out the language from the recommendation last year, provided, however, in the event that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the land shall revert back, back, uh, back, uh, select board, the land shall revert back. Or you could put it separately in, um, in item one after the word development and item two, um, item two, is that the 4.4? I'm sorry, no, item three, after where it says uh, recreational purposes, seems to me, you, so you could, you know, you know, again, I'd defer to town council on it, but it seems to me you could do it as an all-encompassing at the end to cover those two, or you can put it in each paragraph. Um, and I, I don't know, Kevin, if you have the, the language from last year um, on the recommendation on the reverter clause. Okay. I can see if I can pull that up right now. Thank you.
So I'm looking at the Warren article from last year. There was no recommendation by the Warren committee in the warrant. Was there a, I'm just trying to remember if we had a, a subsequent recommendation submitted by the warrant committee. Well, if I may, Mr. Chair. Yes, please, Mr. Yeah, we, we pulled back. I have not found it in my papers. Yeah, we pulled back the article, so it would have been in one of the drafts. It would have been in the draft, probably the draft recommendation. I might have that. Do you want me to look through my old warrant committee emails? All right, I have the language. Uh, the language that we had proposed was something like this, and provided that in the event that the town does not appropriate funding for the aforementioned school purposes on the Blue Hills Parkway parcel on or before June 30th, 2027, the Blue Hills Parkway parcel shall be transferred back to the care, custody, and control of the Milton Conservation Commission to be subject to the provisions of Article 97. Um, and then there was further language regarding the Randolph Ave parcel, the Herrick Drive parcels going back to the select board to be used for general municipal purposes. So it basically unwound the entire article if, if this wasn't done um, within a certain time period. Do you have some advices to where such a statement so what I what I would suggest is probably, I, I think that it looking at where it was in the um, the proposed draft, uh, it appeared at the end of the recommendation, and I think it would make sense here for it to appear at the end of the recommendation as well. Uh, and I would I would suggest doing so as a new paragraph, a paragraph six that would essentially track the same the same language um, that I've just read to you. It, the question is whether you would you would want it to um, apply to all of the parcels. In other words, is it the is it simply that if this doesn't work within a certain time period, that the land that was taken out, if that is, you know, assuming that the special legislation passes and the land is taken out of the protections of Article 97, is the idea then that if, if a certain thing does not happen within the time period let's say five years, if, the, if you don't get funding within five years, that then the select board transfers that back, that land back into uh, 2.8 acres to conservation and 4.4 acres to parks, full stop, or is it also that the land on uh, Herrick Drive and Randolph Ave in School Street would also go back to general municipal purposes and essentially unwind the entire transaction? Members' thoughts? Mr. Zulis, you're recognized. I'm really agnostic on that. I, I'm happy to leave the leave the land with the Conservation Commission and just unwind the, um, and just put the other land back into conservation. Um, 
or if there's a compelling argument to unwind the whole thing, uh, I'm, uh, I, I really, uh, uh, I would say uh, only with respect to the date. Last year we, we were talking about five years. I think five years is a, is a, is a fair amount of time given the process here. Uh, and so I would just say that the date, we would put the date out rather than 2027, maybe uh, May 1st, 2028, because that would be, that would be the five years. But as to whether the whole thing gets unwound, you know, I personally, I, I happy to leave the land in conservation. Um, would it seem that the focus is really on um, the clause addressing the parkway property? What we refer to as the Gow Road area. There's a sense among the members of the select board as to option A or option B. Mr. Zulus is agnostic. Only with, only with respect to this, Mr. Chair. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Ms. Musto? Uh, can you just repeat the two options again? Uh, uh, I'll defer to Mr. Freitag on that. Um, my paraphrasing was the first option would address only the land at the Gow Road site. The second option would also include the lands on Randolph Avenue, Eric Drive, and School Street that are proposed uh, to be uh, entered into conservation. So would you want all to come out after five years or just the Gal Road area? Ms. Bradley, you recognize? Hi, Mr. Chair, thanks so much. Um, it just seems to me that if we are gonna get wrapped up in litigation, um, Five years seems a little tight to me. And maybe I can look at other attorneys like Kevin or Mike, but it just seems like that's a tight timeline. Thank you. Did you have an opinion on uh, option A or option B? Me? Yes. Um, honestly, Mr. Chair, no. So you are agnostic on this as well. <laughs> okay. Um, you had raised the um, point for consideration, Ms. Musto. Did you have a preference one way or the other? You're recognized. <laughs> You're on mute, Roxanne. Thank you. Um, well, it seems like we're, we're putting it in for a certain purpose and we probably should take it out because it's for a certain purpose. I just... The it being... Well... The I think everything, well, it seems like if we're, if we're making considerations for everything here, then you probably have to revert everything, I would think, put everything back the way it was, seems like to me, um, that was what I would think. Okay. See, no disagreement with that. Um, let's add a number six. Uh, Mr. Villano, could you bring up the document, please. There, one thing. Thank you. 
And Mr. Freitag, uh, can we call on you uh, for the wording, please, so that it can be entered as appropriate? Yes, I'm going to email it to Nick right now. Okay. This is. Nick, what I just emailed to you under the subject line is option B uh, would basically be my attempt to include language that un undoes the entire transaction. So we'll actually include uh, authorization by town meeting to go back to the legislature if we need to, to unwind this as well. Because my concern would be that once the legislature takes something out of Article 97 and puts something into into the protections of Article 97, specifically here, the land on Randolph Ave um, and the land on Herrick Drive and on School Street, that's going to go into Article 97. We may need to go back to the legislature then to say, none of this worked out. We need to pull that land back out and put it back into general municipal purposes. So I would, I would get authorization to do both at the same time from, from town meeting. Could everybody please review this? And while that's being done, uh, Kevin, uh, we have a motion that's been seconded on the other changes. Uh, would you want um, on this substantive uh, change, or more substantive change, I should say, an um, amendment? Yes. Mr. Chair, part of inquiry, are we reading uh, section six? Six, yes, that is correct. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll read it. Uh, six, and provided that in the event that the town does not appropriate funding for the aforementioned school purposes on the Blue Hills Parkway parcel on or before June 30, 2027, the Blue Hills Parkway parcel shall be transferred back to the care custody and control of the Milton Conservation Commission to be subject to the provisions of Article 97. The Randolph Avenue parcel and the Herrick Drive parcels shall be transferred back to the select board to be used for general municipal purposes and the Gar Road parcel shall be transferred back to the Parks and Recreation Department for active recreation purposes and the select board shall be authorized to petition the general court to enact special legislation to authorize the town of Milton to use Randolph Avenue parcel and the Herrick Drive parcels for general municipal purposes and without any restrictions imposed on such use by Article 97. And to petition the general court to enact special legislation to authorize the change in control of the Gar Road parcel from Conservation Commission to the Parks and Recreation Department and to authorize the select board to obtain all necessary governmental approvals necessary to accomplish the purposes of this article. Um, I would just suggest that where we have Randolph Avenue parcel and the Herrick Drive parcels, that after Randolph Avenue parcel, um, we insert comma uh, School Street parcel.
That makes sense, Mr. Freitag? Yes, absolutely. As well. Um, that's correct. And Mr. Chair, if I may, I, I, would, I would also recommend at the bottom of the paragraph where it says, um, and to authorize the select board to obtain all necessary government approvals, you can remove that. That's already in the article. That appears below this text already. Okay. So strike that. And I would also take out, I think that, the last part of that last sentence as well, and to petition the general court to enact special legislation to authorize the change in control of the Guile Road parcel. I would take that out. That's That wouldn't happen either. It we would just unwind everything that we've done. So I think we can strike that. And then I think you'd, you'd look to the date in the second line. I think you've, you've spoken about changing that date. And then yes. I think you're you're probably in pretty good, you're probably in pretty good shape here. I might I might make a tweak after the vote, but it wouldn't be substantive. It would just be to make sure that the language is correct. But this, substantively, this does what it seems to me the board is, is looking to do. So June 30th, 2028, this would be five years. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Freitag. Um, oh, and if, if I may, please. just again, down at the bottom where it says, special legislation to authorize the town of Milton to use the Randolph Avenue parcel. Oh, and you've included the school street parcel there as well. Okay, that's that's great. Yep, both places. I think you're in good shape. Thank you, um, Ms. Bradley and then Mr. Zulas. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I'm just wondering if in concerns to this date, if we can put honor before June 30th, 2028, or honor before an SJC ruling. I am not sure that if this goes all the way through that we will have actual rulings by June 30th, 2028. And Mike, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I just am concerned about the timing of this. I mean, if people are gonna throw everything in the kitchen sink, I just don't think that this is, Kevin, what do you think? I, I, don't, I don't like the date in there, to be honest with everybody. Mr. Freitag, you recognized? So I think that you have um, a couple options. You could leave the date as it is. You could extend the date out if you felt that was appropriate. You also keep in mind that the authorization that's being extended to the select board here could be changed or modified pursuant to another town meeting vote. So if, you know, if you're coming up on June 30th, 2028 or anywhere near it, and it doesn't appear that you're in a position to go forward with the project yet, but you want to keep it on track, you could ask the select, you could ask town meeting to push that date out. Oh, just like the bylaw it. committee. That makes total sense. Okay. Mr. Silvers. Thank you, Mr. Chair. And, and I, and in addition to that, I don't expect that there will be any, uh, any court action uh, I don't expect there'll be any delay caused by court action, but I certainly don't expect any court action will enjoin the town from appropriating funding. So I, so Thanks, I, Mike. I'm not really Thank concerned you. about, yeah, I'm not really concerned about that. We do have a process to go through here. We need, you know, there is a process to go through with the legislature and with the federal government and with, um, with, uh, uh, you know, design uh, of a project in order to, 
to be in a position for funding. So I think, you know, that I think this gives us the appropriate amount of time uh, to do that. Uh, and then, Kevin, I would only suggest um, on um, in paragraph six, we, we do have some definitions that were carried through from the prior draft, and you just probably just need to add those definitions up in one through five. You know, the Randolph Ave parcel, just add, you know, just add those definitions so you have appropriate references. Mr. Freitag, your hand is raised. It is them, okay. So we have um, a motion that's been seconded. We have subsequently um, added the wording in number six. Uh, do we have a motion to that effect? In other words, to add number six to what has been previously moved and seconded. Um, Ms. Musto? Yes, um, I had a comment about the um, the time frame and the wording of, uh, on and before June 30th, 2028. I was actually going to propose something a little shorter than that, um, thinking that, um, you know, we should look at when the legislators and have the legislative session and getting it approved, if so, be it. And I was looking at January, 2025. Um, and at that point, we could always go back to town meeting for um, bringing it, you know, for further approval if we needed to at that point. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Weston. Any further comment? Is there a motion? Mr. Zulis? Yeah, I, I, I think I think I, I think that January 2025 is too short. I, I think we need I think it's only fair because of the process that's involved here to give the to give the town, you know, to give the, the town and the committee and town council the time to to get this right uh, rather than rather than um, having an artificial deadline. Um, I think I think five years is an appropriate amount of time. Uh, you know, we, we don't want a situation where we're in the middle of something and then right in the middle of something and then we have to have to go back. Um, we have to go back while we're in the middle of things. So I, so I think, I think it's only fair given the process that's involved in here and the need to, to get this right and to get the, um, we, we don't want to rush um, the town with respect to funding. We don't want to rush. So I, so I think, I think it's only fair to, to give that amount of time. Uh, in order to get this done, I, I I don't I don't I don't think um, I don't think two and you know two and a half years is a fair amount of time to to uh, to expect all of this process to get done. I'll only note on that point, if I may, that uh, throughout these discussions over the past year, both within and without the select board, five years seems to have been the time frame that's in people's minds. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Ms. Muster, your hand is still raised. Did you wish to be addressed? Thank you. Um, I was just going to state that um, you'd be you're taking the land out for a considerable amount of time for five years. And it made more sense, I think, to do this a little bit of a shorter timetable and you can always go back um, and get you know approval from town meeting. So 
I'm more in favor of doing a shorter time frame, and I was going to make a friendly amendment and see if I could make a friendly amend amendment to change the time to January 1st. Um, okay. This, 2025. This hasn't yet been moved. Okay. Thank you. Um, so I would ask if there's a, a motion to adopt what we have in number six. Mr. Chair, I'll make a motion to adopt what we have in 26 with the date of uh, June 30th, 2028, the five years that we've all discussed for the, the last um, nine months. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. Is there a second? I'll second that. It's Aaron. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. It is moved and seconded. Any further discussion? Uh, seeing none, roll call vote. Uh, Mr. Zulis? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Busto? I will abstain. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Okay, thank you. Um, very important discussion. And now let's turn to the next article on our agenda, which is... Uh, Mr. Chair, can I ask a question? Uh, certainly, Ms. Bradley. When the screen came back, Richard is there. Um, should we have asked him in the roll call vote? I'm sorry, thank you. He was not on mine. Uh, yeah, mine yeah. either, uh, Mr. Chair, at all. So when we all came back to full screen, he popped in. So I'm not sure. Let's see if he's I'm not there. sure what to do now. <laughs> Richard, are you... With us, he I did let me know that he had stepped away for a few minutes. Oh, he did. Okay. Mr. Zulis? Thank you, Mr. Chair. I just want to make sure we, the, 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 we did move to, we, we did have a motion to approve the article, not just the amendments, but the article. Ah, I think we need to do the entirety now. So, so I'll make a motion to I'll make a motion to approve the uh, approve the article with the amendments. Thank you for that, Cash. Is there I'll a second? That. I'll second that, Mr. Chair. Seconded. Yeah. Is there any further discussion, Mr. Zulus? Your hand is raised. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Um, let's check, double check and see if Mr. Wells is back. Okay. We'll call vote then, seeing no further discussion. Mr. Zulis? Yes. I'll just check on Mr. Wells. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Busto? Abstain. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Now we can move on to 6A3, Appropriation for the School Building uh, Committee. And uh, Mr. Milano, if you could put this article, proposed article up. Well, Lynn, Lynn has her hand up. Lynn? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I did that by mistake. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Bradley. To see if the town will vote to authorize the school building committee to employ an owner's project manager, architects, engineers, or other professionals for the purposes of conducting feasibility studies and or preparing detailed plans specifications, working drawings, and other necessary documents for the construction and furnishing of a school building 
to see what sum of money the town will vote to appropriate for the purposes of this article to determine how said appropriation shall be raised, whether by borrowing, transfer from available funds or otherwise, and to act on anything related thereto. Then we have draft language for potential positive recommendation. I'll just read that since it's on the screen. Recommended the town vote to authorize the school building committee to employ a bonus project manager, architects, or other professionals for the purposes of conducting feasibility studies and of preparing detailed plans, specifications, working drawings, and other necessary documents for the construction and furnishing of the school building and to and appropriate $275,000 from funds certified by the Department of Revenue as free cash for the purposes of this article. The floor is open to discussion. This is a Mr. Chair, I'll move to approve the article. Ms. Bust, as, uh, it has been moved. Is there a second? Mr. Wells, welcome back. I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Bradley. It is moved and seconded. Ms. Buster, you are recognized for discussion. Thank you. Um, I had a couple of questions. One was um, when you're talking about conducting feasibility studies, does that involve anything on the land site? Because I would want to make sure that before anything is approved, that we are not taking down trees or, or anything on that site ahead of anything until we get full approval. I wouldn't want that done. Mr. O'Rourke, can we turn to you? Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, so it, the, the money that would be allocated is essentially for uh, engineering plans. There's nothing physically we can do on the site until we own it. Um, so everything you see there would essentially be on our paper. Okay, thank you for the clarification. We have a motion, Mr. Chair. Did someone make a motion? We are seeking a motion at this I'll time. Make a motion to, I'll make a motion to approve the $275,000, 275000 Is there a second? I'll second. Thank you, Ms. Bustle. Moved and seconded. Any further discussion? Wait. Um, just, 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 just I think just, we, did we not move this? Yeah. Yeah. It is already moved in second. Oh, all right. Sorry. I, I, I just came back late. That's why I asked the question. Is, is there any further discussion, Mr. Zulis? Just to clarify, it was a motion to approve the article, not just the amount of motion to approve the article. That's correct. I apologize. Thanks for that clarification, Michael. Okay. Moved and seconded. No further discussion. Roll call vote. Mr. Zulis? Yes. Mr. Wells? Yes. Ms. Bradley? Yes. Ms. Busto? Yes. And Mr. Doyle, yes. Thank you. And I'll move on to item number seven on our agenda for this evening, discussion approval letter of support for the Forbes House grant application for the restoration of the barn and carriage house included in the folder. And um, uh, Mr. Napoli, did you have your hand raised? Yes, you have to close the warrant. Oh, thank you. Sorry. I'll make a motion to close the warrant, Mr. Chair. Second. Thank you, Mr. Zulis. Moved and seconded. I see no discussion. Mr. Zulis. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Busto. Yes. Mr. Doyle. Yes. And I had that written down. Thank you. These are the times when I miss Miss Conlon, Mr. Chair. She never let us forget something like that. Right. Thank you, Lynn. 
She must have been texting you or something or calling you. <laughs> oh, well, Lynn is, uh, Lynn's on top of all that we are. Oh, yeah. Here. Okay, so now we're seven. Um, has read the discussion approval letter of support for the Forbes House grant application for the restoration of the barn and carriage house. And as I began to say, um, we have that uh, documentation in our packets and I'm sure everybody's reviewed it. So is there a motion? Make a motion to approve the grant application by the Forbes, Forbes House Museum. Who's it to, Mr. Chair? It's a state, if I remember, it's a state grant. Uh, it's going to the Mass Historical Commission. It's the Mass Historical Commission. Yep. Well, second. Thank you, Ms. Musto. Moved and seconded. Uh, we have with us um, Heidi Vaughn. Uh, let's recognize Heidi and see if she would like to uh, comment. It's moved and seconded. Heidi, welcome. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chair. I was kind of rejoining, I guess, as a participant, um, so I'm not exactly sure what you need me to say to introduce it. If anything, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, so it is a request for $100,000 through the Mass Historical Commission, their Preservation Projects Fund. It's a very competitive grant process. Um, it is a matching grant. We have been successful in the past, and this is for the, um, the Barn and Carriage House, which I know you approved a letter of support to the 1772 um, foundation through Preservation Massachusetts, and we're grateful for that, that it's pending, and um, we hope you'll support this letter as well. Thank you. Any questions for Heidi Vine from any members of the select board? We wish you continued success. Thank you. It has been moved and seconded. No further discussion. We'll call vote. Mr. Zulis. Yes. Mr. Wells. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Busto. Yes. Mr. Doyle, yes. Uh, at this time, I'm going to recuse myself from agenda item number eight um, as I'm a member of the candidates uh, uh, committee. So, Mr. Zulis, can I turn to you, please, as vice chair? Thank no. you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Item eight is discussion approval of the request of the Milton Arts Center to rent the space for a political fundraiser on March 26, 2023. We have a request from Joan Cliff Clifford of the Milton Arts Center with respect to a fundraiser uh, 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 for Cheryl Tagayas on March 19th, March 26th, I guess, 2026, the date has changed. We have a policy for approvals of the Milton Arts Center, and we have a, a policy that has been was previously has pre previously been um, uh, utilized. Enacted. You no, know, I was going to say utilized, but enacted. Yeah. Utilized, yeah. That's um, uh, utilized uh, and that allows uh, the use of the Milton Arts Center for political uh, political fundraising function as long as there is. Uh, prior approval of the uh, the the select board as long as no town equipment is used with respect to the fi finance uh, with respect to the fund fundraiser as um, as long as rent is charged to the fundraising entity on the same basis as any other rental and uh, as on the on the uh, and as long as the other fundraising political fundraising entities have equal opportunity to rent the uh, and rent uh, to rent the property and that there's nothing is done by the organizers of the fundraising fun function to represent the town of Milton or the select board is endorsing any candidate. So uh, presuming that all of that is complied with by the Milton Arts Center, which we expect it will because it has been in the past, we have allowed this before, uh, the first step is for the Milton Select Board to uh, 
to approve uh, this use. Comments or questions? Ms. Mustard. I'll make, make a motion. Oh, sorry. Uh, I just had a, a question from um, Kevin Freitag. Does this apply to all of our town buildings or any, so are these like all of our town buildings or which ones can be used in this, this aspect? And um, does it matter if, if any of these entities have gotten any kind of town funding for like whatever is residing? Like if it, it was a, an entity that was renting from us and they got some kind of funding from us. Does that make a difference? So in response to the, if I may, Mr. Chair. Uh, yes, Mr. Freitag, please. Oh, Mr. Vice Chair, uh, <laughs> acting, acting chair. Uh, in response to the first question, um, the select board has control of town property and can at its discretion rent town property as it does um, things like for the, for instance, the, uh, the gazebo and a few other places. I'm not sure that all um, spaces in town buildings are available to rent or which other ones are, but I know that there are some and to the extent that there's a question regarding rental, it would go to the select board. Um, in terms of the, the funding, I'm not entirely um, clear on how to respond to that question uh, because I don't know what funding the select board would be providing to a political candidate. I mean, I I'll be clear that they shouldn't be providing any funding whatsoever to a political candidate. So uh, if that's an issue, then we, there's another conversation that we need to have. Um, but at least it sounds like if, if everything is happening in accordance with the policy here, then the rental is fine. Okay, yeah, I was not implying that for political candidate. I was just saying if there was some business or something that was renting one of our buildings and... Um, they applied for, say, an opera grant or something like that, and we gave mm -hmm. them funds. Does that change the situation? That's all I'm asking. I don't, I, I don't think so. I think that there are two separate issues. The biggest piece okay. here is that the, the town isn't using any town funds or town personnel for any political purposes. It okay. is renting space on an equal basis to, to everyone, including this particular event. That's the way that I see it. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Just wanted to clarify. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Roxanne Richard. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I, I was just going to acting. As you know, as uh, Mr. Acting Chair, as you know, you were on the on the board when we voted this. So this the 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 Milnard Center is a unique piece of property because it's one of the few that people do rent it. It can have a liquor license. You can have events. And in full disclosure, I I rented it for an event myself, and you pay the rent to them. But I think we didn't include it, Michael, in the in the policy like. If one wants to rent it, anyone can. It's like it's available to any candidate that wants to rent it. Yeah, and I, I read it very quickly, and I probably should have read a little more slowly. But one of the one of the requirements that town council uh, provided for us in this policy is that, and I'll read it a little more slowly: other political fundraising entities should have an equal opportunity to rent the the property for political fundraising functions. That's one of the five requirements the town council set out for rental of this property. Um, oh, sorry, Aaron's got her hand up. Uh, Ms. Brown. Sorry, just real quick. How are other political campaigns supposed to know that they can rent this property? Well, um, that's a good question. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Acting Chair. Well, no, I, 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 just, I, I, mean, I don't I, know how I would have never thought that we could rent any town-owned building ever. And I just 
am interested that we, now we can or have in the past. So how do we tell people that they can rent these things for political events? Well, we, we, we rent this uh, to the Milton Art Center, and it's the Milton Art Center that requests the permission. Yes. So it seems to me it would be up so to it's the through the 501c3? Well, so it's through the 501c3? So it's through the Art Center? Correct. They, they, they requested, they are our lessee for this property. They have requested the permission. So right, right, I'm sorry to interrupt, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Acting Chair, but um, so like the Discovery Schoolhouse, they're a 501c3. We could ask through them currently because they're renting a town building. So, uh, uh, so we have the policy from town council only with respect to the Milton Arts Center and the and the the um, the property at 334 Edge Hill Road. So it seems to me if we had that request then we would go to town council and, and see if it, see if the same policy would and should apply and and we would probably have to get that uh, get that opinion from town council i would hope that milton art council um, would start to spread the word that other political candidates can rent the space through them because that is a wonderful space and if only i had known that a year ago um, so I just think it's something that folks don't actually don't know about. Well, I think it's a good point, Ms. Bradley, and we have several political candidates on this Zoom tonight and several political candidates watching, so hopefully the word will will get out. And many political operatives, I'm sure, are tuning in as well. So <laughs> Thanks so much, Acting Chair. Hopefully the word will get out, Mr. Wells. So just to follow up, as you know, Michael, um, again, what I said earlier, the, the Piazza lease is unique to anything else. Um, Similar questions to Ms. Bradley's have been asked about the council on aging. Um, so that this was put into the lease when it was created. And it's to help them pay their rent. And to their credit to Joan Clifford, as you know, you know her like I do. She does a great job of being amenable to anyone and getting the world to anyone that, can, that uh, comes to her. It doesn't have to be a political thing. You could you could rent it for a fundraiser. You can rent it for a charitable thing. Uh, it's all, the video lease is very included, and they're very good about it. I had, um, I had, I had, I uh, had child birthdays there. There you go. Birthday. See, yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, we had, we had clowns and uh, clowns and pin the tail on the donkey. So, all right. So I'm ready to make a motion if you're ready to take it. I'm, I'm, I'm more than ready. More right, than so ready to cede the seat back to the proper chair. I think he went home. I, if he was smart, he turned off his screen and he went home for the night. Um, <laughs> so I make a motion to approve the request of the Milton Arts Senate to rent. For a political fundraiser on Sunday, March 26, 2023. I'll second. Motion's been second. made. Motion's, well, Roxanne got it. Motion's been made and seconded. Any further discussion? Seeing none, Mr. Wells. Yes. Ms. Bradley. Ms. Yes. Ms. Musto. Yes. Mr. Zulis, yes. Mr. Doyle, rescue me. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is a pleasure to be trying to be with you. I miss you all. Go to confession, Arthur. Uh, you just told a lie. It's Lent. Rich is going to have me doing some penance. Number nine, town administrator's report. Mr. Milano, can we turn to you? Uh, nothing tonight, Mr. Chair. I will uh, make a full report next week at a regular meeting. 
And the chair, uh, likewise, uh, will not be reporting this evening. Is anybody with a uh, response to public comment? Seeing none, let's oh, start. Oh, yeah, let's start. Hand, start. Let's hand, you. Hand there you are. Thank you. Um, we had a, a speaker who came and spoke about the Pope's pond land and about um, the process to put it into conservation. So I'm wondering if um, we could have a separate article as was requested by resident to um, put it into conservation land for maybe the next town meeting, not for May, but for um, perhaps the next one in the fall. Okay. I don't know. Is it, is it Milano it? or? Let's uh, get some advice from Mr. Freytag on this. Uh, yeah, Mr. Wells, I see your hand, you're recognized. <laughs> Am I correct? Is it is it in the article now? Is it in the article now? Or it's not. It's, it's, yeah, when we opened the warrant tonight, did we put it in the article? Yeah, it's covered. The book's bond? Yeah. I, I didn't see it in there. I thought we included it in tonight's article. If we did, we'd have to reopen the warrant. If not, I, I'm fine with putting it on the next one going to the fall, fall town meeting. Mr. Zulis. So, so it, it it was. We had the discussion of this, and I think Mr. Freitag can can tell us. Um, but but it was intended and is intended to be uh, part of the article. And the only question is whether it goes in the article or the recommendation. So, um, so it's intended as part of the as part of the um, as part of the uh, uh, the process of this. Mr. Freitag, you're right. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Chair. What I'll add is that it's it's not specifically mentioned in the article, uh, but the my understanding was the uh, the intent was that a recommendation would specifically include the property that was going to be used to sort of to pay for, if you will, the land that was being taken by eminent domain, and that part of that uh, list, one of the properties in that list, might be the Pope's Pond property. <clears throat> Ms. Busto. So, um, Mr. Freitag, just for clarification, in the in the eminent domain article, that is the article that you're you're saying that it would be in the recommendation. Yes, it could be. If you if you look at the eminent domain article, it it just talks generally about what consideration or appropriation the town might make, and it was my understanding was it was purposely left open um, with the concept that um, at least in the past that's usually been where we've identified the parcels specifically uh, by meets and bounds, as opposed to perhaps having them set forth in the the article themselves um and that was my understanding here as well that 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 they would be identified in the recommendation hmm. mr Zulas. thank you mr chair uh, uh, mr freitag would it be would it be helpful to include a proposed recommendation with the article well recommendations are the purview of the warrant committee um, but certainly if, um, 
you know, I, I think that Sean has the list of the, the properties that were uh, being considered. If the select board wanted to um, subsequently amend its article and list the properties outright in the article itself, uh, that would, that's certainly something that the select board could do. Ms. Rusto. I think, uh, to me, I think it's just cleaner if you do it in a separate article, if you have the Pope's Pond in a separate article. Because depending what happens going forward, you know, it may eventually get in there or may not. So to me, it would make more sense to do it for a special, you know, for the maybe the special town meeting in the fall to do a separate article that addresses that issue because it seems like it was more of a technicality issue that sort of just needs to be cleaned up with its own article. Let me see if I um, am processing this correctly for you, Roxanne. We will have the May town meeting and following the May town meeting, um, if an outcome is not to put the Pope's Pond land into conservation, you would advocate an article to do so at a special fall town meeting. Yes. Okay, great. And so let's um, uh, have that on a sidebar for um, a future agenda. Would that, would that work? So it doesn't get lost. I want to make sure we retain that. Hands right. back up, Mr. Chair. Roxanne's. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I would That's say. Right. I would say. So much for the 30 minutes I was promised this would be tonight. I know. <laughs> um, I would say so, but I again, I, I just think it really shouldn't even be in this article. I know what what, what the feeling is of this board. But I, I again, I don't think it should be in the art. I don't think it should be in the comment. It shouldn't be included. I think it should be totally separate. That's just my own feeling on it. But if um, at the least, it should be its own article, um, and that should happen in the fall. Thank you, Ms. Busto. Advice well taken. Item number twelve is our future meeting dates. Uh, a week from tonight, Tuesday, March twenty-first. Uh, Tuesday, April fourth. On Tuesday, April 11th, we'll have the quarterly meeting of the Governor's Student Trustees. And then that will be followed by Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Mr. Zulis. Mr. Chair, maybe I understood. Maybe it's next Tuesday that's going to be the short meeting. Is that right? Yeah. I write somebody write that down right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10 item. Um, I misunderstood. I thought this was going to be the short one, but it must be next week. Well, you're lucky my class got can't move to Zoom for, for, um, for being in person. <laughs> it's a little bit of gallows humor, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stopwatch. I'm gonna start it right at seven. At seven thirty, I'm gonna sound a, a uh, fog on. I'll move to adjourn. I'll second. second. <laughs> All in favor? Roll call. Mr. Zulis. Yes. Mr. Wells. Absolutely. Ms. Bradley. Yes. Ms. Mesto. Yes. Mr. Yes. I just want to say as we adjourn, um, a thank you to everybody for the contributions made tonight. Uh, the members, uh, those who are with us, Mr. Freite, uh, thank you very much for the advice that you have provided. Uh, Lynn, for keeping me on my toes. And uh, I wish everybody 
a uh, very relaxing and enjoyable evening. I'm off to a conservation commission meeting. Oh, Anybody want to join me? <laughs> I like your sweater, Arthur. That's a nice one. One zoom to the next. <laughs> On St. Patrick's Day coming up, I had to wear it. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you.